want to talk to you. I'll say hello to my uh, good friend Alberto Daniel Hill. And um, again, this space is recorded. And Alberto, before we start, could you mind if I read off your bio um, from your LinkedIn page? Oh, when, why do I, I can talk about myself without reading? Yeah. I know, yeah, I know. That, I, that would be better. That would be better. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I, I know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, guys, I am a computer engineer. I am. From, my name is Alberto Vertebol, Alberto Hill. I am from Uruguay, South America, and I am a computer engineer, and I have been working for like 20 years into information security in different fields, such as computer forensics, consulting. Uh, I have a PMP certification, which is a project management professional from the PMA organization and that allowed me to, to lead many projects implementing uh, in information security management systems based on the norm ISO, ISO EEC 27000 uh, which I am also certified on that uh, norm and well I am the first hacker in Uruguay that was sent to prison uh, but that's not the the main point, the main point is that I was sent to prison just for trying to help. I was sent to prison without being guilty of any crime. And well, I am here with my friend Tonya that I met on Twitter Spaces. And well, she invited me to to, to talk in a space with her and I'm very honored to, to be here today. Thank you. And I want to welcome everyone to this nice space. I see we have um, Jason, who I met also on Twitter Spaces, Bunsen and Beaker, who, who hosts an incredible Twitter Spaces. Make sure you follow him because he does a great work. And also my good friend Jason, who is an incredible guitarist. He plays beautiful music for me. And hi there, um, Shashkarima, the sky, as we follow each other. How are you? And hi, Mike. How are you, Space Mike? And also let's say hi to... Uh, Mr. Uh, Proctor31 and also to Samantha. Hi everybody, welcome to this space. And again, another disclaimer, we are recording this space. I am running an analytics on this space. So if you could go ahead and share this out, invite all your friends, even if they're not seen on the space, there are people listening to us right now according to the software. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that you experienced, but what made you decide to like reach out i mean so you know they say that no good deed go unpunished um alberto i i wonder can we talk a little bit about that and what like what made you decide to reach out and, and to help your com your country uh well do you mean after or before being arrested <laughs> before being arrested i mean did you okay. did you thought that you would get arrested for doing this absolutely not it was something that never crossed my mind it was something that for me uh, it was impossible that 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 would never happen. I mean, if if you ask anyone from my school when I was a child, when I was in university, I was the probably the the most introvert person in in the class. The person that I mean, if you have told any one of my ex uh, friends from college who will be in person if you have to choose one person in the future i would probably be the last in the list to to to, to be considered no never crossed my mind and as i work in cybersecurity, one of the key uh, things that we do 
is uh, finding vulnerabilities and problems in systems. Uh, you may find them in the place where you work and you are paid for, for finding them. I mean, that's part of your, of your job. Or uh, actually, when you go to your house and you turn on your computer, you can also find security problems in systems that are not under your control. And yeah, I did find a lot of problems in many systems and all the time uh, I reported them in order to to help those the people that uh, the, both the companies that are involved and the people whose information is stored uh, in those systems that are being vulnerable uh, without wanting anything in return. I mean, there are no bug bounties programs here in Uruguay, so you do it just to help. You don't get, I mean, you don't get it sometimes a thing in return, but I consider that that's the thing to do because otherwise somebody with bad intentions will probably find the same problem you found and they, they will be affecting the, the private information of a lot of people, which uh, I, I, I wouldn't like because privacy for me is something precious and I respect other people's privacy and I want my, 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 what I would don't want to, I don't want to be invading my privacy even though my, my life is quite public right now, but I really uh, think that privacy should be really respected. But I have reported for years, not to the companies to where I found the problems, but to the third of my country. The third is an agency of the, of the government that handles all the security incidents that are uh, linked to uh, the government and to critical systems or, or important systems such as medical providers, for example, or financial, financial institutions. And well, I have done it for years uh, and I never had any problem. Uh, until I, I found a very important security issue in a medical provider that was the provider of my ex-girlfriend where uh, she wanted to set an appointment in the system and she gave me the computer to, to do that. And well, before she gave me her username and password, I was already in the system with the privilege of administrator uh, being able to see absolutely everything, everything about the the provider with the username admin and the password admin, which is something that is uh, hard to believe, but it was true. So I immediately reported that to the cert and then I forgot about it because you just reported and you don't need to get any update or you don't, you don't have to know how the incident is being handled or solved. That's not part of the, of, of the report, you are just uh, the person who, who's, who's, who reported it and that's it. And a year after that, I went again to the, to the same website. And you, when you are in this field where for so many years, you can smell when a system has uh, security flaws just by taking a look at it and you see certain patterns or certain indicators that the site can be uh, easily um, hacked to put them away. And again, in five minutes, I was able to access to all the medical records of all the users of the system, just modifying a parameter in the URL, which means, for example, you had a URL that had a number on it at the end, and you just change that number and you start surfing 
through all the records without being uh, authenticated in the in the system, which means you didn't need a username or password. Anybody could access to that information, just having the URL, and I reported it. Two years after that, September 2017, Interpol visited me, arrested me, and I was sent to prison, accused of having hacked uh, the medical provider. Uh, that's what happened to me. You mean they actually used the word admin as a password? Yeah, yes, uh, believe it or not, it's probably the it's a problem that goes back like to 1960s that it was first uh, pointed out as a big problem and it still is a, uh, it's 2021, but you still find systems that have that problem and there are worse scenarios. I have found uh, vulnerabilities in, in systems and I mean uh, SCADA systems such as those that controls the pump of the gas stations where you can access via telnet without using even a username and password, you just connect via telnet and you can execute remotely commands to modify the parameters of the pumps in the gas stations, which is even worse than using admin admin. So I'm not going to let anyone up yet um, to grab the mic yet. Give me about 10 minutes. I want to kind of like do some um, chat with Alberto. So. Um, so Mike, don't be upset. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be, we'll, I got you. So we'll get you up here. But because I, have, I have a lot of questions to ask. Because I'm, and besides, I want to kind of like touch base on his, on his books. Because I didn't realize how many books he had going on. There was a lot. Um, and it's, it's on his profile. But anybody wants to take a look at it. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, like we, I think all of us in this space is, it has social network, right? We're all, we, we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all this stuff. And I've had friends who have lost their account, someone hacked in, they went in, they, they um, like pretty much copied their account and created another one, especially Facebook. Facebook was um, like an incredible um, place that has happened to a lot of my friends actually. So what would you do when your account, and, and let's say Facebook is compromised, but what should someone do? Well, that is a question that somebody from Facebook should answer. Uh, it's a very frustrating situation, but uh, from my experience, I mean, I, I, I have to clarify, I hate Facebook. So <laughs> that's the point number one, I hate Facebook. So I am not uh, somebody who knows a lot about it because I don't use it. I, I have an account in Facebook. Uh, but I, 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 I really uh, refuse to enter to it. I don't know what was the last time I entered. But when it comes to losing your account, I, I strongly believe that Facebook has implemented uh, several processes and mechanisms in order to recover that, such as uh, having, uh, for example, um, friends, contacts that uh, can, can allow you to, to, to verify that you are the person who is uh, requesting uh, to, to, to gain again access to certain account if it has been lost. Um, so you, you, maybe you also have uh, some kind of security questions such as showing images of, of friends and having to link them to, to names in order to prove that you know the, the people, in order to prove that you are the person who is claiming the account uh, back. And uh, I think that those controls probably work pretty well, 
Um, so it's not like, okay, I got hacked and I have to forget about my account. Uh, the few places I know uh, were sold that way. Uh, you should always have a backup email and well, two-factor authentication and things like that, but uh, that doesn't mean you, you are protected. Uh, if somebody hacks into your Facebook account, they can change immediately everything that you have set for recovery. But nowadays, all the systems uh, re normally requires you certain steps in order to, to modify that. For example, if somebody gets access to my Twitter account right now because they they know my password, they well they they will need my my second factor authenticator in order to log in. But in, in case they, they get into my system because, for example, they steal my cookie station, stealing the cookie station, not to be technical, means stealing your your um, your session of uh, the system you are using. If somebody steals that cookie, then it it, it is you that they take uh, the, the, the account. Uh, it is basically you who is surfing the account, and they can go to account settings and try, for example, to change the password immediately. But in order to change that password, you need to enter the previous password. And probably uh, you also need my second factor authenticator. So stealing the cookie, which is the, the most, uh, most uh, uh, let's put it, uh, easy way to steal a, an account from, from Twitter or from any, any service, because stealing, I say, if they steal your session cookie, they grab your identity. They don't need your password. Uh, so to, to resume, to, to answer your question, just contact, uh, report that to Facebook and try to follow the steps that uh, are part of the process of recovering and you're going to probably be lucky. Uh, I, unfortunately, I, I assume that certain amount of, of people are not lucky enough to, to recover that account and have to start from zero. And that's a, a big issue because the account that is being stolen can be used for, for, I mean, they can contact your contacts and send them information or uh, ruining your reputation. Basically, if they want, there are many, uh, many things that uh, motivate somebody to hack an account. One is could be revenge. Uh, another could be just to prove that they can do it. But uh, the reason behind that is secondary. The, the fact is that you lost something that belongs to you and have information about you that you should be in control of. And once you are being hacked, you lose that control. And what they can do with your account is not up to you. And that's really, that's really something that makes you frustrated and powerless. That's something terrible. Yeah, I think that's everyone's nightmare. Everyone in this space, I think we all are worried about that. And um, yeah, and thanks for like sharing some of your um, tips. And I, and I know you have your uh, next your Twitter space is your own is coming up at six o'clock, which you you'll go more in more detail. And I'll be co-hosting with you. So um, I think, yeah, you know, I, I also, also will be Nana will be basically she has a lot of content uh, regarding uh, those topics that we'll be talking about so Nana who is here will be co-hosting with you Samantha will be also telling uh, the what what it is to what it feels to be hacked 
uh, how the life of a person is uh, being impacted when it is hard and her story can open the eyes of the people to, to know that uh, if you have been hard, it's really serious. So do anything you can to prevent that. But because when it happens, it things can get out of your control and your life can really turn into a nightmare. So she, her, her story can, can really help a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, social media has been around for a long time and I'm one of those people that literally shared everything, every part of my, what I ate, you know, what I did, what events I'm at. I didn't even think about it. I, I don't know if any, anyone remember Foursquare or not. I remember just, you know, not thinking about it. I'm just always checking in, trying to be the mayor of a space, you know, like a, of a restaurant or something just to be there. And, we, you know, we never, not once did we ever thought that, wow, someone could come to your house and rob you or, you know, steal your identity based on what your profile you set yourself up. So can you give us some little tips on, on what we should do from now on, especially now that we're also transparent and always sharing online? Well, actually, my recommendation is, guys, do not do what I do. Do not share uh, when, you, when you go to the street, I take a picture and I, I, I put, okay, afternoon in Montevideo, and I also put a, a timestamp in the pictures showing the date and the hour. Uh, don't do that, guys. Don't do what I do. There's no need to expose so much information about you. Uh, everything you share can be used and probably will be used to, 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 I mean, people are there. And as I said, the motivations for hacking are huge, but one of them is just to prove that you can do it. And I think, let me see. Okay. There's a guy that I follow that, uh, if he's a hacker that goes after, uh, people that are, uh, pedophiles, uh, he, he, he hacks those accounts, for example, uh, he, that's his motivation to, to go after those kind of, of users. Um, well, just uh, why are, the question is, why are you on Twitter or in any social platform? If you want to connect with friends, then just create a private profile and connect with the people, you know, and you want to, to be in touch with and don't allow any stranger into your network uh, if that's what you want. If you want, for example, like me, to to be known and to, uh, I don't know how to say, to to, to, to spread a message, to, to create awareness about certain topics and basically uh, uh, get to be known, I share too much information probably uh, that uh, I I try to think it, uh, about it in terms of cost and benefits or risk and benefits and put everything in, in a scale and well, I, I post too much information about me that I shouldn't, but I think it's worth what, it, what I get back uh, from it. I mean, I get uh, the attention and engagement from people that they are curious and go to my profile and follow me. And then those people are able to hear my story. So my message is being delivered due to that. Let's call it a strategy of sharing, sharing my life and knowing that I am a real person. I am genuine that the person that's behind this user name that I use, like my real name, my real picture, it is me. 
So that's the strategy that I use. The tips that I tell you, don't do that. Don't do what I do. If you do, if you don't want something like me, um, and well, when it comes technically to security, use two-factor authentication uh, always. Don't use the same password in every social platform or system. Uh, I have to admit, uh, in certain cases, I do I do commit that mistake because passwords are so fucking disgusting to remember and they, I mean, I really hate passwords <laughs> uh, and everybody does hate passwords because nowadays we probably have uh, in a so each one of us, we may have like a hundred passwords to, to enter to different systems and you know you have these uh, applications that can manage those passwords for you to make your life easier but they are also a pain in you know where and it's much easier to to use the same password everywhere and at one point i decided i wouldn't remember or try to store any password so whenever i needed a system i just went to the system and click on forgot password and got the, uh, an email with the link to reset it so my strategy was Okay, forget about remembering the password. Just go to the system and click I forgot password because I never really care to remember it or restore it and get a new one. <laughs> so I, I reached that extreme of not trying to remember password, just re resetting the password each time I wanted to enter to, into a system. Uh, okay, that's, that's the point, the single point of failure is your email. If your email gets compromised, you can reset all the passwords everywhere and you can gain access to every every system because uh, once you lose your email account uh, control, mm, that's linked to probably all your systems and that's a big issue. So put a lot of energies and try to uh, use a strong passwords and two-factor authenticators and security codes in order to protect your your most valuable accounts, such as your email, uh, probably your social accounts too. You have to identify which, which is the account that is most important for me, and if I lose, that will really, really affect me a lot and, and really cause me a, a really bad uh, effect. And, well, once you identify that account, put all your energies on putting the most controls that you can on that account uh, to protect it. Watch the logs that you, uh, of, of using it. Try to identify any pattern that is not uh, it, it's suspicious. And be also very careful with third-part plugins that we all use, that we are all allowing other applications to connect to, to our accounts. For example, Tonya right now is using a software to uh, uh, analyze uh, the, this room in order to get uh, statistics and analytics about uh, the the people that are here, uh, the time that are, the time that I am speaking, for example, is being uh, collected, and that application uh, needs to to connect to your Twitter account. So you are granting access to a system that you are not controlling, that is not part of Twitter. And what if that system intentionally or not, it might be hacked and they can access to your information in Twitter and, and basically uh, steal your account. So be careful when installing those kind of things. There are some uh, applications that tell you, okay, with this application, you can get like a thousand followers if you install it. 
okay, those things that are too good to be true, they are not, not true. Do not for do not be tempted by those kind of applications because they will, uh, in the best case, they will just use your account to to send the spam, and in the worst case, they will steal your account. So uh, be careful with those kind of things. Yeah, I can never that I don't like. I just, I, I like application that tells me analytics. That's 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 my that's my um, addiction. I think because I I sign up for anything. So well, you give me the analytics, I sign up for it. <laughs> Well, it was my fault, so I will feel guilty if something happens because of that. Uh, but I knew you loved that. So I, I, you were speaking yesterday in the room, and I, I don't remember where, but uh, I just had to stop the conversation and said, wait, 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 uh, Tonya, I found this. And you said me, okay, send it to me via direct message, because I had to interrupt the conversation, because when I found that, that service, I said, okay, this is for Tonya. Well, I am going to take the time and build the API key out so I can have it myself. But but this is the way that so that when I do co-host and I'm able to help anyone out and get the data. And I just found out with this software, I can download the audio right then and there. So instead of waiting for Twitter to send me my massive file or even taking... Uh, right now, it's being uh, I'm screen recording on Zoom, which I'm going to make that into an actual uh, live stream video. But I, you know, I just want to see how it works or not. Can, can, you, can, can you tell me, Tanya, for example, if it's showing right now, how many fucking minutes I've been speaking because <laughs> I speak too much. So right now, um, according to this software, we have a total of 57 listeners. Um, the maximum listener was 25, 30.94%, um, 96, it, it just counts. And the duration so far is 28 minutes and um, total time listened is eight hours and 26 minutes for myself. So, okay, um, so it, it, it's going to uh, be so able to tell me after we're done, I'm able to find out if I have more than 50 listeners, it will tell me my gender data. Yeah, and also how much time everybody uh, is, is, is spoke and the times everybody has, has spoken, it gives you that information. That's really interesting. And also, what nice thing about this is, um, what I liked was that it gives me a list of all the listeners, you know, because I, I, I sit here and try to, like, screenshot and, you know, make sure I tag everybody to let them know that, you know, that I appreciate them and... But, you know, this with this software, it was it was worth it for me. It was worth it. So I, I hope everything works out. But I, because of this software, I went back into my um, Twitter profile and I had a lot of apps that was connected that I did not, you know, I'm, I did social media for a living for my clients. So I had a lot of apps running into uh, Twitter um, so that I can run analytics for everything that I do. And, I, and a lot, since I'm not doing any more social media marketing um, because of COVID and all this stuff, I'm just... I discovered, like, dang, I really have my account open. So, but because yeah. of you, I signed up for it, but I cleaned up my mess. So yeah, yeah. No, no, you're more than welcome, Tonya. And it's interesting that the company that built that service started following me on Twitter, and they only have like three thousand followers, I think, or five thousand followers. So we, it's a service that is not known, uh, which is, I mean, not, very few people know about it. I hope. Uh, they get to be known because it's so useful and it's obviously a new company that it also works everybody for um, uh, uh, for other platforms such as, such as Green from Green Room from uh, Spotify and Clubhouse so you I, I think Tonya haven't tried with those things but it, it, it 
it works not only with the spaces but social uh, other social chat platforms so it's very interesting you know, I actually have, um, you know, for Clubhouse, if you have clubs and everything, it actually tracks all that too. But I'm, I, like I said, I did, I deleted Clubhouse. I might just get back on Clubhouse just to see if, I, if it, uh, you know, if the software works or not. But um, like, can we talk a little bit about your book? And then I want to like, uh, give the mic out to some of our listeners um, on, in this space. But, so I'm on, on Amazon. Actually, we do. Ha- we're a Kindle um, Unlimited um, account membership. So I would like to... Um, go ahead and um, oh, let me let me you know what let me make Bryce my co-host too since he popped in. Oh, there, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I'm but, trying to i trying to put barbecue and dada, but it doesn't. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Let me uh, make um, let me make him a co-host. Invite you co-host. Hi, Jenai. Yeah. This is my co-host on Wednesday. She's in the space also, and Adam. I freaking love sitting in his space. I got to interview Adam too about SEO and different things that he does. So, um, okay, so let me, I made him a co-host. Let's see if he does it. Barbecue, barbecue is really a problem child when it comes to re- yes. uh, granting him access because <laughs> he's really a problem child. <laughs> How are you, barbecue? Bryce? Oh, oh, is it working? Oh, gosh, it's so hard to connect. <laughs> There, there's an app. There's an Android bug out there. It is known for people connecting to spaces. I talked to somebody about the, one of the developers yesterday. I think so. Hang in there. If anybody's having trouble connecting, sometimes it's they they're working on it. Supposedly. Yeah, Dada. I cannot grant access to to Dada to to be a speaker. I'm sorry. No, well, that's okay. So I'm going to like, um, I didn't get a chance to read your book, but we have the Kindle Unlimited membership. So I'm going to go ahead and download that and we're going to take a look at it. And then I'll bring you back if we can talk further more about your book today, which is more like an author chat, just, just to like get people to know you and, and have like, this is like your pre-event. Cause I think I'm, I'm looking forward to your Twitter spaces that you are hosting at six o'clock. So, um, th- so you've self-published this. Your book, Log Into Hell, A Hacker Story. Did you publish it first in Spanish and then you publish in English or right or vice versa? Well, first of all, I never thought I would ever write a book in uh, in my life. And while I was in prison, I once I, I was in well, I was in intensive care of the hospital. Then I was was in just in in a regular uh, room. And I was being escorted by four policemen because they they made a mess with the schedules to 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 be uh, controlling me to be um, to be I mean when you are in prison and you are in hospitals a police has to be there to uh, to to control that you don't escape and they were they make a mistake with the schedules and at one point four policemen were uh, <laughs> looking over me. And I was thinking, okay, the people here would probably think that I am like the the, the king of like, I don't know the mastermind uh, or the czar of the of the cocaine drug. I mean, they would think that I'm like the most dangerous person on earth because four policemen are, are here to watch me. And I thought I should write a book about this because this is really crazy. And I said, no, I will never write a book. But then I I decided to write a book because I needed to express and to 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 share with the world 
my experience and all the things I wanted to say that I wasn't given the, uh, the space or uh, the, the way of, of doing that. And the media here treat, treat my case in a way that is was very, uh, very not professional. They said things about me such as that I was somebody who has a, a story of uh, cyber crimes that I access to other people's bank accounts and stole money from there. That I was into the cardings, uh, into the carding business, which means I was cloning credit cards, and that appeared on the on the front page of the most important newspaper in Uruguay. Uh, that is something that I am going to take uh, civil actions against that person because. Uh, they cannot make those uh, statements. I mean, first of all, it's the police. Uh, the police is not the, the one that uh, decides whether you're guilty or not guilty, and they cannot accuse you of crimes that you were not accused in, in, the, in the legal system. It's just something that they post, I don't know where, just to, to ruin my name or to try to... Uh, make me look at something uh, that I am not in order to show how good they were to, to arrest me. And, well, mo the most important journalist in Uruguay know about me, I know about my case. I actually been in invited and I, I was in several TV shows talking, for example, about the dark web. They, they contact me because they know I, I am a referent in cybersecurity and hacking. And when they need somebody to speak about certain topics, I, I get invitations to talk on the radio and on TV, but they they never nobody ever approached me to make something about speaking about my case. Uh, even though they know it, uh, they are it's a subject that nobody wants to wants to touch here because I think the 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 politics implication it may have and um, they they will basically. Uh, don't want to. They don't want basically to 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 say bad things about the police or the government because they they need them in order to get their information. So everywhere in the world, my story has been covered and creates a lot of interest, except in my country. The the book uh, was just something that helped me to relieve that that uh, need of expressing myself, and I could explain point by point, all the things that were wrong and all the, the lies and inconsistencies in the story that was being told and how uh, the things that I, I supposedly did were not possible. Uh, so I self-published it. I started writing it uh, when I was released from prison, but then I stopped, I stopped it. And last year I decided, okay, I will do it. I started writing it first in English and then in Spanish. The version in Spanish was released first and uh, it was self-publishing. Then for the English version, the approach was that I started from zero, from scratch. I mean, I didn't use the Spanish version and translate it in order to get the book. No, I started from zero telling my story in a different way. I hired an editor before prior publishing it, which I mean was, was, was very smart for me. I mean, 
I was completely new to the world of writing. I read a lot about writing for dummies and I started with writing for dummies and then I, I read many other books and watch videos on how the process of writing is. And well, my objective was not getting rich with the book. So my main goal was to get the most audience that I could reach. Uh, the English version was then released after hiring an editor, which cost me some money, but was worth it. Uh, to to have a a, a, a very um, presentable uh, book that uh, very that something that is professional and and somebody that is an expert uh, review it so I was I was really happy with the English version of the book it doesn't with the Spanish version of the book I I didn't actually like it much the result. But I'm I'm always working on improving it because you can always change that. I mean, the main uh, distribution source is Amazon, but it's also available on Barnes and Nobles uh, and uh, many other uh, stores worldwide. I mean, it's available like in in twenty places, different places that, that you can buy in Uruguay, in sorry, in the United States and worldwide. But um, the goal was just to share my story with the world. I didn't want to, to get rich with it or anything like that. Just uh, get the people to know my story and know, understand how how wicked is the system and the media, how it manipulates information. And well, I was saying yesterday that the a few days ago, the judge allowed, uh, no, no, not allowed, uh, said that all the things that were cited for me should be returned uh, because they were not linked to any crime, to any illegal activity. And that thing will never appear on the media because the media will just uh, keep the story that uh, the Interpol captured as dangerous cyber criminal. They, that's that will be for the. For oh, you the can record. change that. You know that, right? You can. Yeah. Like I do online reputation management, so I get hired to like oh. in trouble. So I, my, I turn around. And so should I put my password as admin one two three? Uh yes yes no. <laughs> no. Sorry, man. I I had to say it. No, because I have already entered your, your account and I have changed it, so you can't access anymore. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what, I knew you were. Um, I think Jason was here from Bunton and Baker, but he left. But uh, Mike, you had a question to ask um, before. Was that the question you wanted to ask? <laughs> <laughs> are we are we doing Q and A or what? What's the uh, the the process here at this point? I see Rohil uh, raising hand. I'll I'll pipe down. There is no process. Just shoot, shoot ask me, Mike. Hello. Yeah, I just wanted to raise a question on, um, I would ask Alberto, that what are your views on the Pegasus, the, the security, you know, the Pegasus hacking system going around in the world at the moment? Well, that's a, that's a whole, I mean, I made like four or three, three spaces about that, uh, that I was invited to. So that's a topic that I will summarize. It's just something that is going on, that is the tip of the iceberg, that uh, it only created uh, awareness because of the coverage of the media, uh, that uh, 
told that uh, the what was going on with Pegasus, that the, uh, but it's a fact that the governments, all the governments in the world, use this kind of tools in order to mon monitor the activity of certain people because they, they gather information from the people and information is power in order to control and that's what the governments do. Uh, Pegasus, uh, well, it's a very sophisticated uh, piece of, of software that was developed in one of the countries that is most powerful in terms of uh, skills and knowledge about security and hacking, which is Israel. And uh, it's something that makes you basically a victim of uh, espionage without uh, any kind of protection. I mean, if you are going to be a victim of Pegasus, there's nothing you can do. Um, basically, it's a software that uses what's called zero-click uh, exploit. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be targeted and you're infected. So, uh, but I want to, to point out, for me, it's just something that I, I knew it was, going to, it was happening and it's happening with other software that is not already, I mean, uh, nobody has found out yet, but I'm sure that there are other software that are doing the same. There, is, there are companies such as Hacking Group from Italy and other companies that produce those kind of software. And the thing is that they cost millions of dollars uh, because they are sold to the governments. And the budget they have is so huge that are, they are able to buy zero-day exploits uh, for millions of dollars. And they make a lot of money because the, the, the governments are very willing to pay that, that money to, to know and spy on, on what other people are doing and the information they are exchanging. So Pegasus, it's, it's just something that people realize where uh, we, there are tons of, of other kinds of monitoring. I mean, I am, I am basically monitored by my government. I am aware of that. They use a program of the El Guardian that was bought from Brazil in 2013. And we only knew that that fact because it was a secret bought from the government. But the, the, the process of buying was leaked. So uh, the press uh, published that the, the government uh, bought that software. Otherwise, we wouldn't know that they are using that software. It was just because they leaked the information of that secret uh, buy, uh, and it was posted on, on the media and the newspapers, and you could see the price, the conditions, the company that sold it. And well, it have you don't have to worry much about Pegasus. Um, we, we, are, we have to assume that that's going on, and there's nothing we can do. Uh, just don't uh, get involved in crimin criminal activities because they will have the information to go after you. Just, just continue with your life and don't get paranoid with that. Okay, so all in all, mm -hmm. it's all about uh, you know focusing on the government they are, and it's all about protecting the national security of the respected countries. So I believe that we should be using, you know, antiviruses to, in order to overcome these viruses, I believe. No, 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 yes, we should all use antiviruses in our computers, our mobile devices. We should all do that. But when it comes to being monitored by the government, that's useless. Uh, there's nothing you can do. Uh, you're, I'm sorry, but if you're going to be monitored by your government, 
you can have the best antivirus in the world, the best, um, well, the best, you can protect yourself in, have, do all the best practices about security and you will be monitored. Um, I'm sorry, that's the way it is. Uh, antivirus works for other kind of attacks or other kind of um, things, but uh, that doesn't work when somebody who has unlimited budget to monitor people wants to monitor you. That that antivirus solution is not. It doesn't work for that. Hey, Alberto, I had a couple of quick questions for you. As it relates to your book and your story, do you think now the charges that were pressed by the state of Uruguay against you, do you believe that there were actual crimes committed that got a falsely attributed, attributed to you, or do you think that they, that they had you on something and they wanted to build this bigger case against you for some other reason? Well, actually, I think there are political reasons that I don't want to mention that I um, I, I just uh, I cannot mention here not I, I, I don't even I don't even mention them on the book because as I said the process is still going and that might cost me I mean I'm fighting against very powerful um, structures that uh, I don't want to keep uh, bothering or, or upsetting, uh, but the fact is that the, the hack actually for me from the evidence that I gather never happened. So I don't know if it was something from the government political or if it was something of the company of the medical provider that a month after the supposed hack, uh, like 15 people from there were sent to prison because of fraud. So the company was committing some kind of fraud and maybe, maybe, or just maybe, they thought that me, I had access to everything because they knew I had reported those those problems. They might saw me as a, as a threat that I could possibly have had access to certain information I, that they didn't want anyone to know. And maybe it, uh, the frame was from, from the medical provider those are my that i suppose it's something like that i but unfortunately i don't have the answer to that question i wish i had okay so the speculation for you at this point is that you're a fall guy for for legitimate crimes but you were a fall guy for that perhaps i i was the perfect uh the, the perfect person in order to close a case that was impossible to close but every so many things were uh, so, so uh, the, i mean i fit perfectly in what they were looking for a hacker somebody who knew about hacking and computers in order to be arrested to show to the media that the police here it's good it's so good that they could solve these kind of cases and make a show about it so I, I was just a perfect guy because 
the yeah. hacking in, in, involves some, I mean, on the other hand, it's stupid because nobody reports security problems about certain systems and then they hack the systems. I mean, uh, that's something ridiculous. I mean, if I wanted to hack the system, I would have never report the problems. I mean, I would just shut up and, and hack it. With, you know what they say, no good deed goes unpunished. But we have about six minutes. I want Adam to, uh, um, to ask his question. And I also wanted Nana to say some quick uh, words also. Um, Adam, you were, you were asking for something? You wanted to ask a question? Uh, yeah, just real quick. Um, was the Pegasus hack, um, do you think it was the NGO software that allowed it to happen? If you can speak to it. If you can't, I fully understand. So... Sorry, what did you say the NSO group? NGO. NGO software that allowed uh, Pegasus to be hacked. Yes, I think so. Yes, I think so. That's my answer. All right, thank you, Roberto. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I was a, scary. unfortunately a victim of it. So, uh, uh, luckily, I got it off my phone, but uh, I'm going to change uh, phones. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, um, some connections, some friends of mine that... Uh, I think um, they they went they were they were trying to get my uh, their their phone number so um and uh but the whole situation is just unfortunate and uh, it makes me sad that uh, you know like we we talk about cybersecurity and um like do we really have cybersecurity is you know is is like what I ponder every day, you know, does it really exist? Does, does security truly exist? Yes, uh, and more and more, and we are all uh, possible targets, and we can all be had. I mean, I was hacked, uh, I have no proof to admit it, in one case I was hacked by myself, but that's another story, uh, but we can all be victims of hacking, no matter what our skills or knowledge are, uh, you, Adam, you, you know about security, among other things. You are a user that is not a very user. You have more than that. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, the thing is that when it, came to, when it comes to Pegasus, for example, you are just uh, somebody who is watching a car crash, uh, but you just can avoid it. I mean, there's nothing you can do. It's just, well, I mean, for me, it's watching out for the patterns, but it doesn't, it doesn't help me with my own personal accounts, unfortunately. So, but I hear what you're saying. Thanks for answering that, Albert. I appreciate it. Okay. Albert, one more thing real quick for me. Uh, do you think if you, this had happened in the United States, do you think you would have been able to mount an adequate defense to, to protect yourself? Or is, so is what happened a function of the state of Uruguay and, and their justice system, or is it just, it wouldn't have mattered? Uh, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Uh, it is sad because nobody ever questioned the security of the medical provider. Nobody ever questioned the lack of actions of the cert being aware of the problems because 
they could have forced the medical provider to change the system or improve the systems and don't let them operate under such low security uh, infrastructure. And no, nobody ever uh, said, okay, Alberto reported these problems. The medical provider should have uh, really focused on security. The government should really have monitored uh, those implementations of security. But nobody did nothing. It was lack of action that it was like having the door of your of your house open for three days. Uh, somebody eventually will enter. Uh, and we're talking about a time frame of years since my first report and the hack. We're talking about the first report was 2014. The hack was in February 2017. Uh, and the problem, I, I, I have to say this, in, in at the end of 2016, I enter the system and I, I, I crash it. I crash it unintentionally because I wanted to make a search of information of my ex-girlfriend that uh, requires uh, a filter of certain information that only allows a, a six-month period. And I didn't want to do like 20 requests of six-month period, so I entered the code and I make it uh, an, a search of 10 years. And the system crashed. I mean, it stopped working. It's, it was my fault. I did it. I crashed the system. It was not a crime here, at least. Uh, and nobody ever mentioned that. I mean, nobody ever reported that. And I crashed the system of the medical provider because they, they did keep having the problem. They never solved anything. And well, uh, then I got arrested for, because they, why they arrested me also? Because they have my IP address in the logs that I was doing a port scanning on the system, which is something that I do with my bank, I do everywhere. I mean, something that uh, it has nothing to do with hacking. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, so we're gonna go ahead and shut this space down. Okay. Um, Alberto is restarting his next. I'm, and again, this space is recorded. It's going to be distributed all over the internet. I just want to let everyone know it would be an audio and video. And um, I, I'm also running a uh, analytics on this so that I'm able to go ahead and thank everyone that attended today. And I appreciate everyone for popping in. And Alberto, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I'll see you in two seconds. Bye, Thanks. everybody. Bye -bye. Don't forget to follow Alberto. Bye.